Hello everyone. I am Priyanka. Welcome to the Legal Wolf podcast where we discuss mental health and try to destigmatize the conversation around it. Today I have Arminder Kaur with me joining from India. She is an advocate in India and she works at Himalayan Hemp. Arminder, over to you. Please introduce yourself to our audience. Hi everyone. Uh this is Arminder Kaur and I am a practicing lawyer. Uh I am currently specializing in cannabis laws in India and uh, I am also exploring various uh, commercial and corporate laws I started my career as a full-time criminal lawyer and today uh, I'm really excited to be here thank you Priyanka for having me firstly and I think we can like jump on to today's topic yeah so before starting to talk about what we are here to discuss that is body positivity and everything surrounding it in related to mental health and our take on it as arminder and i both of us since this is a podcast and you won't be able to see us but we both uh, have we are big girls so and both of us have faced that bullying when we are growing when you are growing up in india one of the biggest rebellious task is loving yourself as a woman and arminder and i have been fighting and fighting since we were kids <laughs> yeah absolutely so before we jump to the topic i would just like to ask arminder how did you become a mental health advocate so um my journey with mental health started back in 2014 when i was uh jumping into full fledged adulthood which was my 20s i think i was 19 at the time when i had my first ever panic attack and uh it was to say the least it was extremely traumatizing but it changed my life in a lot of ways because firstly i started understanding what mental health illnesses were and uh, you know how to be compassionate towards the same how to be compassionate towards the people that are going through these mental illnesses because it's often said that you can definitely sympathize with somebody who's going through a mental illness but to exactly feel what they feel at the moment is extremely difficult unless you've experienced something similar along the lines yourself um so this uh panic attack spiraled out of nowhere i just remember going through my daily tasks and uh, at that time i had experienced a lot of lifestyle changes because i had just started going to college and uh, for me it was like stepping out of the comfort zone it was stepping out of the comfort bubble i started traveling by trains for the very first time and uh, that is when i realized that i'm going to put my big girl pants on and i'm going to face the world and there's no more there's there's no more going to be like oh i have to ask somebody before i do something or you know maybe uh, i'll have a teacher around me like looking up on my actions i realized that now i will take full accountability and responsibility for my actions and uh, that is when i started to venture into the real world but with that came a lot of unexplained anxiety which is i think it was coming out of a lot of aspects aspects that were uncertain so it was not necessarily um, you know something that was extremely challenging it was something as simple as oh getting ready uh, for the day and going to college and like meeting different people um you know facing new challenges every single day and also having the anxiety of like making a career you know when you are uh, slowly stepping into your 20s you just like 
you're so curious about what you're meant to do in life what is your purpose and i think only a few of us kind of like figure out since our early childhoods that okay this is what i want to do it's what i want to become for me it was always like i am not very sure <laughs> and uh, i i don't have a problem admitting that even to this date i am not very sure but uh, i love what i do of course um but yeah coming back to the panic attack that i had it was extremely stressful and traumatizing and excruciating in the sense that i lived 15 to 20 minutes from the re- nearest hospital that i could go to and i remember my parents were taking me to the doctor anyway because i had a lot of uh, digestive like digestion problems starting to come up and that was because of me having allergy to certain foods that i did not quite figure out then but uh, there's like i feel that there is a direct correlation between your gut and your mind so like e- when either of them kind of uh, are not doing its best uh, one of it just goes haywire uh, and then both of them end up going haywire and that's exactly what happened to me uh, and this is funny okay now because i think i use hu- uh, humor as a coping mechanism but i know a lot of people do uh, but it's a way of like recalling what had happened that day uh, i remember the journey to the hospital was very scary because i had to literally lift my arms in the air to stop the anxiety attack to getting to a point where i thought i was going to have a stroke and die i have never experienced something like that and i genuinely do not wish it upon my first worst enemy and i do not want to experience something like that ever again but i reached the hospital and we went to a, a family physician okay he was a family doctor he is a family doctor uh, and he's been here for the longest time since i shifted to navi mumbai and uh, i remember i was so distraught i was wearing my pajamas like really baggy pajamas you know like i was wearing my dad's old pajamas and i was just like wearing i don't know what was i even doing and i just ran into the hospital passed through the receptionist um and i stood in front of the doctor's chambers like i just stood there uh and then there was a man waiting for his turn to arrive and he looked at me and i was like out of breath hyperventilating requesting him can i please go in like you have no idea what i'm going through but i think i'm going to die and that is what i told him like i uh, uncle please can i go in he was an elderly man and he said yeah he looked at me with such a confusing look on his face and he said yeah actually you know what please go in and i did and uh, the second i stepped in now this is very concerning to me because my doctor himself did not recognize what was happening to me and he did not figure out that this could be an anxiety attack so he looked at me he checked my blood pressure which was obviously you know it was abnormal from what it normally is because i'm i'm having a panic attack here come on and he he said the first question he asked me a question while i am having an anxiety attack he says what is wrong with you and i was left baffled because i said well this is why i am at the doctor's office because i don't know what's wrong with me and then 
I remember he just uh, asked me to take deep breaths, which I think that is when he started realizing what was wrong. And he gave me an injection. I'm not quite sure what was in the injection, but it instantly calmed me down. But it also made my legs feel like jello. And I remember I faced extreme like fatigue right after I came back home. I remember I was at the pharmacy. And I could not even stand. So I was like uh, practically leaning for support uh, on the on the glass counter so that I don't fall off in the pharmacy. This is how bad it was. And he gave me um, a medicine which was meant to control hypertension. That is people with extreme uh, hypertension and also for uh, controlling strokes and heart attacks. That is what he gave me. And he said, every time you have this kind of anxiety, you're supposed to take this pill. So initially, he did not say SOS, but he said, take it two times a day. He practically diagnosed me with hypertension. And I was only 19 years old. I said, how is this possible? How is this happening? There's got to be something terribly wrong. And I remember I just took maybe two or three pills and... Although I felt like my heart rate was in control, but that is when I started to realize this is not what my life is supposed to look like. It's not what it's supposed to be like. I'm just getting started. I have so much planned. I have so much of, I have a future ahead of me. It cannot be starting like that, you know. And then I got off the medicines. I started to meditate. I started to really really work on myself but the anxiety sort of sort of started lingering you know uh every single day of my life even when i was traveling in local trains when i was by myself i used to have these intrusive thoughts oh what if i like jumped out of this train real quick what would happen what if i would jump on the platform like in front of the railway tracks what would happen you know these intrusive like thoughts really started to like cloud my like day-to-day life and I was just thinking where is this going and I remember it took so much of self-control and so much of change in my life both mentally and physically to to get to a point of acceptance and to get to a place where anxiety did not rule my life and uh, until recently like I remember uh from like 2015 to 2020 I did not have a single anxiety attack I thought okay it's done it's gone for the good and I remember lockdown happened and just a couple of months months in I start having my second anxiety attack it was not as bad as the first one but it was still an anxiety attack nonetheless and then I started to connect the dots and see how this is start sort of like stemming from lifestyle changes altogether, you know. Um, lockdown has been hard on all of us at this point of time, both mental and physical health for most of us at least has been compromised to a huge degree. And that is what started to get to my anxiety once again. And the other thing that I was doing, like, I experience anxiety when I'm transitioning in life. And transitioning is so important, right? Because you tend to change every once in a while. You have these changes come in. You 
change the way you live your life, what you do for a living. And I remember when I was like having a normal job, being a criminal lawyer, never really triggered my anxiety. I was just go about my day. But then I started to switch jobs because uh, I wanted to come into corporate law. And I realized that was the time my anxiety started to go off radar once again. And uh, yeah, I've had an anxiety attack, like I'm openly admitting. I have had an anxiety attack just last month when I visited my best friends. One of my best friends. And uh, we've grown up together practically. And uh, the anxiety came in from being in an unfamiliar surrounding. But the person that I'm with is so familiar to me, which was very odd. And that is when I realized that like these small things were just like piling up at the back of my mind and it had an outburst of some kind. So ever since, you know, I've just, I've just been training myself and my brain to take it one step at a time every single day. I think, you know, the thing with mental illness is that it's so unpredicted. You know, just when you think you've gotten better, something comes up and you're like, oh, I think I went back 10 steps. But it's always, it's, it's imperative to keep moving forward and keep working on yourself and not neglecting mental illnesses for what they are. Not telling yourself that, oh, it's going to be fine. I don't need any kind of therapy, any attention, any medication. I don't need any support. I don't need to vent out. I'm okay by myself. That's when things start to go wrong. Yeah. I love listening to you. I always love listening to you. I can just go on and keep going on. I can. I just love listening to you. Thank you. Thank you. But I... Uh... I also want to listen to what has mental health been like for you so far and what are your coping mechanisms? Oh my. <laughs> I feel like I talk about this in every podcast. So I, but I just feel like every podcast is different. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, for me, my mental health has been something I've always had an out of body experience. I always saw myself as somebody I'm not, I don't want to be related to. I don't know if that sounds sane or not but I didn't want I didn't want to associate with myself for the longest time you know I kept convincing people I'm not who they think I am I just didn't like myself I and imagine and in lockdown we all have realized how difficult it is to live with somebody you don't like right maybe grow into not liking someone right it's i'm not saying living with your parents is living with someone you don't like but it's clearly not with somebody you are comfortable around all the time Hmm. and when you are that your own person how do you escape yourself where do you go to hide you find corners there are no corners to hide from yourself you i didn't like what i saw in the mirror and I, it took me so long to realize that is not even my own voice. Have I ever met myself? I haven't, I hadn't met myself until lockdown happened. So since I was 13, I always knew that I am not happy. I don't, I couldn't relate to happy people. I always faked it. Like I'm, everything is fine, but I wasn't happy. And I always 
couldn't relate to people of my age and i all people always say you are so far from your they're so so wise from your age you understand things so much you understand hurt you understand pain you understand you know what are the right things to say because i always wanted to be that person that yeah. people you know, looked on with respect i didn't allow myself to be stupid i didn't i always looked like you know you are like i am a shadow of my own self i'm maybe i'm talking very like something that nobody can relate to but i understand that like, you are walking with yourself but you are not in your body you're just yeah it's like some baggage yeah it's some form of disassociation also if i'm not wrong i mean maybe yeah yeah it, it's like you want to see yourself at a certain place but uh, or maybe you have an idea of where you want to be or what you want to be perceived but uh, it becomes difficult when you cannot accept yourself first mm. rather than mm. having other people tell you and that's the thing right like i think you know unless and until you don't accept yourself even if other people do that will never suffice it won't it won't and it took me you tell me 10 times i'm pretty i won't believe you because i just feel like but you tell me once you're not looking good i'll take it as a gospel truth i uh relate to that because uh you know first of all being a woman on the internet or any woman who's putting herself out there out out there correct they are just you know always under strict scrutiny because there's mm-hmm. always an idea of how an ideal woman should be like what she should look like what mm-hmm. she should do and i call bullshit on all of those things uh, i really really do but it takes a lot of time you know because sometimes when you like tell yourself okay you know what i have 1000 positive comments and then there is one negative just one negative you know we can see the ratio here we can see that clearly there is somebody who is absolutely you know an airhead or something that does not quite understand or maybe is reflecting their own mm. insecurities and problems onto this mm. but you will catch on to that and then you would you start dwelling in it and the more you dwell in it you start believing it it's almost mm. like oh yeah i am that person my god i did not even realize that and you know you you think it just to yourself at the end of the day that this is so toxic whatever i am doing to myself because mm. i am perpetuating and propelling hate within myself and yeah. that's not good yeah so how do you like overcome that if you okay i it was i didn't for the longest time i kept faking it to be muted like type after starting therapy in lockdown i was forced to be with myself and i ran out of options to not like myself like what is it about me that i find so unlikable am i not pretty am i not i study well i i work well i have great friends i ran out of things to not like about myself i was excelling at everything and i don't i don't mean it out of arrogance i was literally getting good at anything i tried my hand on and whether it's yoga whether it's dressing up whether it's clicking pictures whether it's going out i was being good at everything then why do i not like myself right right i was out of reasons and 
I know that and then I started therapy I started therapy two months ago only but I just felt like do I want when I have a daughter someday do I want her to be like me do I want to pass it on to her I don't I will have a daughter someday I will educate women I will empower them and if I don't love myself if I don't if I am so willing to criticize myself they will have a negative self because I know my negative negative self talk comes from my mother I know that I see in her negative self talk and it comes it's inherent to me from her it's a gift mm. that I don't want I won't pass it on to anybody mm. if I cheer up I hype I'm called the hype queen at my work I hype people up like anything I'm I if you just talk to me once I'll make you believe you can achieve anything in life and that's great that's actually yeah. great we all need uh, that push every once in a while because words truly impact how one sees yeah. themselves you know a simple yeah. compliment from somebody just like kind of goes a long way you're having long a way. very very bad day you're having a terrible day and somebody just comes up to you and says oh yeah um, you look good today and you know suddenly there's yeah. like this boost of confidence yes. like, why and then you know you kind yeah. of go by the day but i think sometimes the problem becomes when that doesn't have a lasting impact like negativity does you know mm. when somebody says something negative about you that mm. lasts longer than a day that impacts mm. an entire period in your life you know like because it affirms you, everything you think about yourself correct that's true mm. that's true it's like you know you're standing at the edge of the cliff and somebody is pushing you off the cliff Push. Yeah, yeah that's that very true push. very true one push is all you need yeah it's one you push believe i I've, i've been writing since i was 14 i never called myself a writer until i was forced to call myself a writer because i have publication in magazines on websites i have won competition i handle my company's social media i write for them i am the go to person to write for websites until i was forced to call myself a writer that yes i am a writer and trust me i cried the day i called myself a writer i i just couldn't call myself a writer because i'd set the standard so high in my head i didn't i just didn't so it's like maybe is it that you did not see yourself being a writer because that's not i was i i'm not good enough i just feel like people just have bad taste if they write what i write until i met my i have an idol i won't take her name she is somebody i look up to a lot and i was in a competition where there were 250 poems submitted and mine was from top 25 that she read and selected and we are on the same book and she has given of the foreword to what i have written and well, that's, that's until that happened like i literally looked up to her and she commented on my okay i edited what you wrote and it was beautiful that's fantastic <laughs> and again i think like validation is such a weird thing right because um sometimes it comes from certain people and then you instantly feel and you instantly start to see what other people see in you mm-hmm. you know maybe like somebody who's very accomplished like an accomplished writer comes up to you and says or maybe even a competitor in this case comes up to you says and like oh priyanka your work is terrific like it's superb mm-hmm. like outstanding whatever and mm-hmm. then it just you know you you start accepting yourself for oh i am i do have the ability to do something 
maybe i do have the caliber and i'm going too hard on myself and look in this case priyanka i relate because even there are times where i really beat myself down for things that i'm not supposed to sometimes i'm just way too over critical and you know um even when like right now uh i you know i'm working i started to accept myself that i'm working as an independent practitioner you know in law and then there were so many there's so many challenges that come along with it like first of all when clients come up to you with their problems you're able you you might be able to advise them at some point of time but then sometimes it comes down to your own self worth and like the question arises are you even capable of doing mm. all of this by yourself i mean if you call yourself a lawyer like are you truly truly in the sense a good lawyer will you make it big in life and there there are just so many questions there are umpteen number of questions that you know start popping in your mind and i think that is when you sort of miss out on the big opportunity that you mm. are so tangled in these meticulous things so much of self doubt that you forget the fact that there is an opportunity right in front of your doorstep waiting for you to acknowledge it while you are sitting here evaluating and calculating whether you are capable of taking that up or not i think that's something that comes with a the lot of self doubt or maybe the sort of a critical outlook that one has created for themselves over hmm. a period of time no um and just to the audience why are we discussing self criticism so much is because for me it stems and i think from almendra also it stems from one incident of childhood where first criticism your body develops before your mind when you are a kid right yeah so the criticism did come across see this is all this criticism that we have today for ourselves and you all who are listening i'm sure you must tell something to yourself that is unpleasant at least once a day i'm very sure the age we live in i'm very very sure right yeah. when and i often trace back to when this started hmm. i was a kid who loved myself every like every kid does i look at my niece and she's in love with herself when did that happen that i started hating myself so much when was that point and like it's not a Uh, text chain that I can point out. See, this is where things went wrong with us. Yeah, there's no timeline. Okay, now <laughs> there is no time. You can't even. I don't think you can even point out to a certain incident. Okay, like this incident changed my life. Like this is the incident where I knew that I was not good enough. It just just like a series of like trivial things, just like building up and yeah. up and up till you like get to a point that you're like, yeah. oh. But so, I don't think. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Continue. No, I was just going to ask you. Like, do you recollect something that is very vivid in your mind that you think might have contributed to body image issues? Remember my childhood a lot. To be very honest, I just have like no memory of it. Mm-hmm. Unless you ask me certain incidents, I will may be having. But if you ask my school, my classroom teachers, I don't have any memory of it. I don't remember my classmates' face also. but yeah. i do know the i do know the pain points i do know that i 
was made to hate my body i don't know a lot of criticism for my body was always around the corner i was one mistake away from hearing to be called fat to be called uh, elephant hippos or whatever you are so fat you are eating too much you eat my tiffin or you at weddings you are taking too much on your plate uh, or whatever whatever and i was even that heavy i wasn't that heavy you know i'm just what yeah. hardly like not even 70 kg not even like 130 pounds but even at i could be yeah i i think like this this topic even like how many kgs do you weigh or how many lbs depending on what part of the world you are living in it's such a skewed concept uh even i don't know mental sorry not mental but like fitness enthusiasts or anybody who's listening to this podcast might get mad at this fact but i think uh even the concept of like weighing scales and bmi it's it's more than what meets the eye i just personally feel because a lot of it depends on your bone density it depends on uh the percentage of fat in your body it depends on what kind of diet you have like you cannot just like look at a person and say oh you're fat just eat less i think this is like a starting point for all the eating disorders mm. uh when people are made to hate themselves so much and they constantly associate it with food that is mm. when one starts to think that okay maybe if i don't eat at all how am i supposed to even gain weight like is it isn't yeah. it so simple <laughs> then yeah then- i mean the, do you have you seen any animal having weight <laughs> issues with food except humans any animal any living creature yeah no i, I don't, don't know think so. <laughs> i don't think so no uh for me like my relation with food is actually very healthy i enjoy good food once in a while and i deeply relish good food every once <laughs> in a while and that's always been the case with me because growing up i was never even heavy to begin with um uh, i was also I I think I was also at a point where I was engaging into so much of physical activity not because it came from a place of insecurity but I enjoyed being uh you know like sporty I used to play badminton I used to like run around my society has to have a lot of friends so we used to go downstairs every evening every single evening so wherever I have migrated not migrated because I don't think that's the right term but wherever I have shifted I've always like made sure that I have friends that I mm-hmm. can hang out with every single evening. So yeah. like as soon as it was like 6 p.m. or something I used to go down with my uh, friends to like practically engage into any activity whether it's running around when it's taking walks whether it's playing football yeah. badminton I used to just just do it all. So yeah while I was growing up when I was a teenager I always had a very lean body. like i had a very nice body structure i would say uh and and i still do but yeah after a point where oh yeah arminder still does like arminder and i were taking a webinar together and i swear at the end of the webinar they were like arminder is so pretty can i have a number like legit no web <laughs> i remember some guy saying i was gorgeous but i could not even see yeah. it and i was like i don't know how yeah. to acknowledge it because we are in a legal webinar but okay yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. but you know my job was at stake <laughs> <laughs> yeah because this is going on youtube and it's yeah. like it's such a big legal platform you know there are so many people that are coming for 
education but then they come across the segment and I'm sorry whoever had to <laughs> uh but they were also there they've always been comments like i uh, i was doing a webinar with a, another upcoming legal journalism platform and i absolutely love those guys they are incredible they put so much hard work and effort into whatever they do uh and they decided that today we are going to have a webinar on instagram live So hmm. when you you know when you're on Instagram things cannot be moderated the kind of people that come in and join your webinar cannot be moderated and they're just absolute fools that you never even knew existed just like join your webinar out of nowhere and like i remember i'm um like the the host is asking me something about legal courses she's like what is your opinion on the recent like uh, courses that have come up for like these diploma courses and everything and i i'm i'm like sitting here telling them oh yeah it's actually good you know because it enhances your knowledge and suddenly there are two people like two men particularly on the on the chat and this this is the thing that i can't even look away from the screen because it's instagram live right so the comments just keep going and going there's no way to like cancel them out or hide them like i don't want to look hmm. at them um so like there are just two men starting to discuss about football uh like the world cup was going on recently so that is the time when this webinar was happening and people are like these two guys are like oh uh, this is the match today this country versus this country who do you think will win and i was just like okay this is not directed towards me but it's so disrespectful right because you can clearly take this elsewhere this is not the platform for it and then while i was going through those comments i also come across comments like makeup ki dukan uh makeup ki dukan for the international viewers who do not know <laughs> means uh means somebody who applies a lot of makeup dukan means a shop so it's like you're wearing the entire sephora on your face at this point mm. and i was like wow okay uh why does it offend people so much mm. especially here in india i particularly see this why does it offend so many men that uh, a woman or anybody for that matter because yeah. makeup is not limited to women makeup is also worn by men it's worn by trans people it's worn by everybody okay like doesn't matter the gender sexuality it can be worn by everybody it can be embraced by everybody they just have some problem when a woman wears makeup they are like that's so much makeup i was like wow why is it getting you all riled up um the thing is the last time i checked being a lawyer makeup is not against any law <laughs> if it was so offensive like there are many things to get offensive uh, offended about you know like mm-hmm. gender inequality uh, and anything uh, i know yeah yeah sexual harassment and there's just so much one can take offense for but they wanted to take offense for makeup and i was like wow you really are struggling with the last brain cells to like make a comment yeah. just to get a reaction out of a woman and that's what happens right it's not limited to makeup people yeah so um anyway i was like okay sometimes you know these comments also get bad they get up front and personal because people then start make com- you know start commenting on your body if a woman was 
maybe wearing something that is relatively more revealing and especially this this becomes becomes a problem with us women that are more uh, we have uh, big bodies yeah. yeah they are curvy or like curvy, yeah. fall in the plus category whenever they wear something it just accentuates you know the assets or like whatever features you have or the curves and everything mm. and people get so offended and mad by those things yeah. because it comes across as indecent to them yeah i'm i'm sure you can relate to that like somebody i can relate i can tell you i used to go to a yoga class mm. and everybody there was an air hostess oh my god the amount of toxicity that there was there i mean i can't tell you people used to weigh themselves every day and they and i adapted that practice like they would literally jiggle my arms they would literally jiggle my calves and saying look how much fat you have i'm like you are helping people to transform body you should be the last person to criticize i mean what is the point of yoga is spiritual yoga is yeah. something that is related to your soul it is not weight it is your soul i think and- i i have to share an experience also yeah. um because this happened to me in a gym <laughs> and uh, it is so weird because uh, okay look i know there's so much more to fitness than just losing weight or gaining weight for that matter it goes beyond the weighing scale that is where most people fail to comprehend mm. uh that it's not about the the physical aesthetic or the way a body looks it's also about the way a body feels you know mm, and yeah. it's disease free that is when you know a person is healthy you don't look at a person and say oh yeah they are perfectly healthy while as they could be like somebody having like 10000 like lifestyle diseases and still having a very aesthetically pleasing body there are ways to achieve that kind of body as well like you know you just uh, need some effort and money and time on your end and i think it is achievable but still um i went to this gym uh and fun fact it was just it it's still there uh they've just changed the name they've rebranded it after the pandemic but it's just downstairs like my my building has a bunch of shops okay like the big mm-hmm. departmental store kind of shops yeah and there there's a gym it's a decent gym so this one time i like decide i'm like um i was in the middle of internships at that point of time i was just a law mm-hmm. student and uh the thing with me gaining weight uh, like i described previously that i always had a lean body structure and uh, what caused it to you know get a little excessive fat was borderline pcos that mm. uh, that had also spiraled from lifestyle changes by the way i suddenly gained a lot of weight a lot lot of weight and so every year i was gaining around 5 kgs or something that i thought was so unhealthy and the thing mm. is my dermatologist actually spotted this because i started getting jawline acne like cystic jawline acne and she's mm. like this is a symptom of like hormonal imbalances so i think you should just get a sonography or an ultrasound done for pcos and well in fact i did not have pcos but i had pcom or something along those lines i'm sorry i'm not accurate with the terms but they said you can get pcos if it goes out of hand like if your weight goes out of hand you will get pcos 
and then i was like no i don't want this okay i don't want this lifestyle and i remember just rigorously exercising i was eating everything i was just rigorously exercising i live on the 10th floor so every time i used to come back from college i used to walk 10 floors literally mm. and then that's how like my struggle with my body weight began at that point of time and then recently enough like a few years back when i was interning uh with law firms i decided that uh, i'll join a gym uh and this just happened to be the most convenient one and i went with two of my friends who just stay uh, uh in the same area as me and we all decided okay this will be a good time and one of uh, they were all men by the way just putting out the the the, the two of my friends that accompanied me were men and uh, one of them is extremely like he has a very good build i would say he's stout okay like he's tall and like he's heavy and the other one is just like i think it's he's fine or whatever but we go to this <laughs> gym and uh, it so happens that the person like uh, the person there he says okay you can have a trial and i was like okay just to see if you want to pay for the membership and the personal trainer if it all now i go inside this gym i go for that trial there are people just engaging in exercises there are trainers okay he allots us this one guy i swear to god if i would find him walking down the street i think i would punch him in the face <laughs> because this is how agitated i was and i threw a fit believe me or not that was the time i stood up for myself and i'm so proud um so like everybody has a different capacity and when you haven't worked out for a very long time it's very important for your body to uh stretch and be flexible and also ease into it yeah correct you don't want to work out for maybe you break. Like 2 hours yeah. Yeah, yeah at the first go and that is exactly what they did i told them look i haven't exercised in years now like i haven't had rigorous activity in years i don't think i should be doing this and they're like no you'll be completely fine you know it's okay like people do this all the time as like i want to ease into it i just don't want to go into it all in like at day one and they're like no just follow our personal trainers and it will be fine so the personal trainers uh, go ahead and they are stretching there was one personal trainer he was really nice he was considerate of the fact that we are all firstly i'm a woman they're they're two grown men they have a different body structure they have different uh weight capacity have, exactly they have a different strength capacity i have a different strength capacity so if they are running on the treadmill at like maybe um what is that on the what settings are those like it differs from treadmill to treadmill but they are going in at like 10 and they're running okay uh, for same for me since my legs are short like i'm running at a 6 they're running at a 10 like there's a difference they're walking at a 6 So this man like this one trainer comes out of nowhere and he increases the speed to 10 where I'm practically on a verge to fall off and land on my face like with a broken bone or something and I I I am so appalled by this action I was like you did not even warn me you did not even tell me you just increased the speed and uh, I remember then I got off the treadmill and uh, I was cycling uh and this guy comes up to me and you know i was at a low speed compared to the two other guys obviously 
he comes up to me and he tells me with that pace you are never going to lose weight and he said it in front of my friends and everybody around there and i got pissed let me tell you hell broke loose i yelled at the guy i stopped the cycle for a second and i said who told you that i came here to this gym to lose weight firstly you haven't even asked my requirements you haven't even um you know you you haven't even asked me what my expectations are from this gym you do not know anything about my lifestyle what i eat what i do uh, for a living and like you know what my day is like and you just coming up to me and commenting that you know by this pace you will not be able to lose weight how dare you do that and it was obvious because you know the thing is that he could have made this comment on anybody else and i was like look if fit people started coming to the gym it would just it would lose its yeah it would lose its purpose like if somebody is coming up to you the person is clearly like struggling is new to this whole gymming uh, sort of a thing like fitness route you are just going to end up disencouraging them i was like who 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 trained you in the first place and let <laughs> me tell you i am not about body shaming but i was like please take good look at yourself you know you coming up to me as if you're like some uh, chad with six pack and a chiseled jaw like i'm sorry my dude like take a good look at yourself you have a dad bod <laughs> while you're commenting this on my body how dare you do that and i went up to the owner of the gym who is apparently a nice man but i told him listen you cannot have such people at the gym because although i'm not doubting at his uh, credentials to train me physically but the impact like he has addressed me with such derogation and like he has degraded me in front of my friends it's not acceptable i will not be joining your gym regardless to say and i will be suggesting all my friends to not do that either so congratulations on losing a customer and i took it i i gave him a death stare like this this other guy one last time and i was like you are not going to have your job for a really long time let me tell you that if you're going to address your customers like that i'm pretty sure people are going to start walking out every once in a while mm. like they already come it takes it takes so much of courage right when you take a step in the direction of like changing yeah. something about your body and then somebody comes up with a comment like oh you're here to like lose weight or something i'm no. saying like, i never specified that in the first place i could just be here to get fit for all you know i wanted to just get healthy i wanted to get my daily dose of exercise for like 30 minutes for like endorphins like for that endorphins yeah right i want yeah. to feel, feel good like when you get after working out because your body exactly. evolution hmm. we as humans are not made to sit at one place correct we are made for movement the body is made for yes. movement and it releases endorphins right exercise yeah. always makes you feel good like yeah. i often like now since gyms are shut because of covid uh i take the initiative every once in a while to engage myself in a rigorous home workout and the sweat and everything about it just makes me feel good and i about know your that body, yeah. about your body the way you look yeah. at your body changes and it's not yeah. about it's not about fitting in a certain dress it's not about uh, looking pleasing to somebody else it's about how you perceive yourself and you also feel good you know yeah. for the fact that one session of a workout is not yeah. going to change anything right yeah. but the feel good feeling that certainly 
changes everything yeah i just want to share an incident like weight is so personal weight is triggers weight is everything to right now as a 22 year old and 25 year old we are we are coping something here we are unlearning and relearning so much we've been told about our bodies the fact that somebody maybe when i was 13 told me you are fat you need to lose weight my pt teacher was after me my physical training teacher was after me like had to ke piche pad jana bolte na like for english for international listeners it means you know just just wouldn't let go relentlessly just relentlessly yeah just yeah and my sister i have a twin sister yeah. she's very skinny very skinny like unhealthy skinny when she we were in school now so she's uh, gained weight and everything fine but she's still skinny throughout her childhood we were compared as why is your sister skinny and why are you so fat hey the fat one i was called the fat one in school imagine how toxic imagine how degrading it is like yeah. i just want to like i don't know in, in my relatives too i don't good they wonder why i don't see them anymore why do you think i don't see you anymore yeah i mean call me by my name you always call me you know in india we call each other by sizes a chotu motu like like that yeah and they always call me hey the fat one and i was like i have a name i have an identity my i know i there is a girl i know i i knew a while back and she lost a lot of weight suddenly and i was like what happened how did you lose weight you know she said i got i got off my antidepressants so that is why maybe i lost weight and oh my god you i didn't even guess for once she was on antidepressant that is why she was gaining weight hmm. you have no clue why people gain weight there is Correct. You know, sometimes trauma lives in your body that hmm. is why you gain weight sometimes you have issues sometimes you have pcos sometimes your metabolism is less so many things it is science don't try to grasp around it you will fall into the pit of it it is easier to say hey everybody is beautiful because trust me if i ask you all to write my because my sister is a handwriting analyst and she tells me like our fingerprints our writings are unique no two people write the same no right. two people fingerprint are the same why do you expect two bodies to look alike and why there has to be an inherent comparison to two bodies hmm there shouldn't be it's made of different dna i and my sister are twins but we are poles apart as people we have not a lot in common we i am very opinionated i can't stop talking she is the quieter one she is the thoughtful one we came out of the same womb at the same time we are made of same zygote yet we are poles apart don't even dare to ask why two different people two different backgrounds different upbringing why are they different looking of yeah. course difference that is the beauty of it absolutely i think uh, e- even it's 2021 right like there are so many open conversations about yeah. this like we are having a conversation about this uh, there is somebody who's going to listen to this podcast and uh, think that you know it's normal to have certain thoughts about yourself mm. about your body mm. about your body image and that's mm. okay like you don't have to force yourself to feel a certain way about your body it doesn't come from a place of forced acceptance or yeah. forced positivity it yeah. will come in gradually and 
you will start like accepting the flaws yeah. okay, like this is who i just am just stand in yeah yeah yes yeah. there is this guy uh, he is a mental health coach i'll show you his profile so he said when you're on the first date you don't say i love you right hmm so when you're starting to love yourself why do you straight jump to i love you start with hey you're looking pretty hey i like yeah. your dress yeah just go cheeky with yourself flirt with yourself a bit and maybe get there at a point it will take time it will because it will you know time. yeah you know uh, the thing is that uh, also getting insecure about your body is also not happened over a day like it wow, wasn't yes. just like one incident that yeah. made you hate yourself but loving yourself is also not going to happen in a day right you need mm. to go through the same journey that you did when yeah. you were hating yourself yeah. uh, for me it's like like the small things you know um for instance a lot of fast fashion brands like forever 21 i'm sorry i'm dropping names here um but it's it's true uh i'm stating facts here that you know brands like uh, zara forever 21 which are fast fashion brands anyway crappy for the environment by the way don't sue me <laughs> but even <laughs> but uh, they don't make clothing for plus size women um and by the way they, they make extremely like, trendy clothes you know uh, there are certain sites also like fashion nova and stuff i know fashion nova makes clothing for curvy women and there's a separate like site for it but then you know when you're identified as plus that yeah, is when man. you start to question oh you're like oh like... these sizings they are so they are they are built for a different kind of species here uh, i mean <laughs> look <laughs> the thing is that i'm not saying that body positivity issues it's not that only big women curvy women have it or plus yeah. size women have it skinny women yeah. like some yeah. smaller petite women they also have body size yeah. uh, i mean body uh, shaming and like uh, positivity issues body mm. image issues uh, and how we are pitted against each other like how yeah. curvy women are pitted against skinny women saying you are my enemy because you don't gain weight and she says you are my enemy because you are curvy yeah <laughs> exactly i want those curves and yeah. then you are like we want that skinny waist <laughs> this is how the the comparison <laughs> just spirals <laughs> and there is kylie jenner in the middle of it yeah Ky- look i mean come on i like, love the kardashians I, i love the kardashians too i love the kardashians no matter what people have to say they went through cosmetic procedures whatever they did so what they did okay um, but i think it's also very important to come clean that you have done something yeah, to your body yeah exactly yeah. enhancements to deny that means that you know you were born with this naturally which i'm not even doubting i think there there are a lot of people that were born with like bodies that are absolutely immaculate but then mm. they also this it's this is surprising okay uh they also find something wrong with their bodies mm. and i'm like why they are also they are also dealing with a set of insecurities so mm-hmm. as humans you know we are so trained to look at the negative aspects of our abilities our caliber our bodies that we just mm-hmm. forget to appreciate what we have when did it dawn on you that what i think about my body isn't right when did it happen to you 
I think there is no specific answer to it because uh, there are days where I keep going back and forth. You know, hmm. objectively, look, um, like in the very general sense, it's it's important to love your body for what it does for you. You know, it it does no, so much I mean, for you. When it happened, like when you felt like, wait, like I need to check. There is like this is not what I should be doing. This is wrong. Like when it felt wrong, talking negative to yourself. Yeah, that is when I started. Uh, like I was saying, this is when it started. When I started to think that you know, the human body itself is so incredible in general, mm. and it just does so much for you, right? While you are sitting here and criticizing it, like, mm. oh my god, I hate my arms. They are so chubby, and these are the same arms that enable you to you know go about your daily pursuits and. Uh, run errands and write and play music or an instrument yeah, wow. there's, there's just so many things that the that that body part is doing and i personally hate my arms because when i gained weight i ended up getting a lot of stretch marks and i my stretch marks are still very very visible like uh, you know so i started coming to a point where i stopped wearing dresses that would expose my arms even if it was like 45 degrees outside i was wearing a full sleeved like sweatshirt or something and i was profusely sweating inside and i was like why am i doing this to to myself this was also one of the points of me realizing why am i so ashamed of something that is normal stretch marks cellulite is normal and bodies have that that's just skin and flesh and it's fat like i get it but bodies have that it's it's okay like it's okay to like you know have those things which are like shamed by the media and look you know there are just like certain things that you come across day to day experiences for instance so much of this stems from how the society perceives you right um yeah. we are told that women look airbrushed like 100% of the time they have flawless skin they don't have pores yeah. on their skin like the skin is just poreless it's like <laughs> at a point where it's like always airbrushed it's it's beautiful looking you you watch these actresses act in you know movies and stuff and then they wake up flawless with like flawless hair flawless skin flawless everything toned bodies and then you think to yourself oh yeah i mean yeah they do obviously work hard for it but it's not like they don't go through their set of insecurities it's not that their bodies are not photoshopped and airbrushed and filters are used on them all the damn time to create an image of perfection and very flawed perfection if i might add um that is i think that realization of the fact that a lot of people suffer with the same insecurities as you makes you also think that this is probably normal you know you're not the only person in the world that has these issues there are so many people out there and that is why you need to stop being insecure about that and that is why people need to stop projecting these as insecurities for instance i found out uh like a few years back how did women start shaving their hair in their body like women are always told to have hairless bodies absolutely hairless as this like this speck of hair and they're like oh 
that's uh, masculine. Like men are allowed to have hair. Women, on the other hand, are allowed. They they are they need to be completely hairless. And and then I think to myself, how how is that supposed to happen? We have hair on our bodies for a purpose. Especially and, Asian women have so much hair. Like it's because it we just do. I mean, there is no. Ex- there might be scientific explanation. Like if you read a uh, Sapiens, right? Mm-hmm. Like in the first chapter, first few pages, it says we all are Africans because human life started in Africa in the monkey life, and then we all went on to different parts of the world. Oh, so in every human, there is a one like African trace of DNA gene. If you take your DNA test, like gene test, mm-hmm. you find. I I never knew that, but well, now I do. But I, I swear, guess- if you study evolution, no. I swear if you do, you will, 90% of your brain will clear the clutter of all sort of societal expectations. You will just be aghast of how recent we have got our brains working. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also definitely, I'll, I'll actually go through this, but it's also the fact that some women, like we are women of color, women of color have a lot of melatonin in the body. Mm. Uh, melanocytes in the body you know we tend to pigment easily we we tend to have uneven skin tone also every once in a while compared to uh, the caucasian race and we are also relatively a lot hairier in the sense we have dark hair on the body it's not like white women caucasian women are not hairy they are also hairy but it's generally golden or it's considered peach fuzz okay which is Mm. not even considered hair to begin with we have dark hair which is very prominent and if you have if you are uh, relatively fair skinned in india um dark hair just like stands out hmm. and i was just thinking i was like where did this whole concept of like shaving and going through all the hair removal methods that are out there started this got to be something behind this and i i came to know uh, i was confronted with the fact that actually the hair removal business was started by a man. Of course uh, it was. Of course, of course it, it was. was. They prayed. I mean, anyway, women were oppressed back in the day for years and years and centuries. In fact, not years, centuries would be the right word. But uh, there came a point where there was some man who thought like, let's prey on another insecurity. Let's make something completely normal about a woman's body and insecurity so he targeted body hair and he said when you want to be hairless like this is going to be the new trend this is how you can look attractive for your spouse this is how you can look attractive to men this is because if you like shave or um, if you like use this hair removal creams and like these razors and stuff whatever it's it's going to make you feel like, yeah, it's it's going to be the new beauty standard out there. And then slowly, everybody started drifting into this. Like s- slowly, over a period of time, women were conditioned to wax, shave, remove hair from the body and portrayed to be completely hairless. I mean, head to toe. Like, yeah, of course, I mean, you need a head full of hair and like long luscious lashes and eyebrows. But apart that, every, every part of your body must be completely hairless. And I thought, how preposterous. 
is that firstly i i get self maintenance and feeling good about yourself because i also engage in a lot of hair removal methods but not necessarily all the time that i need to be extremely head to toe hairless at every given point of time like in my life so i think a lot of beauty standards have just been created using our mm. own insecurities against us for useful come like oh my god commercial purposes yeah, yeah. i just remember i remember i was very i instagram did it for me like i came on to instagram and started seeing women talking about like women i consider the most beautiful mm-hmm. even they are feeling what i am feeling so there has to be something like it like gravity something as common as gravity we all are feeling lady yeah. diana had eating disorders and it's lady diana like yeah her... See, this is what this is what i am like going back to like i want to reiterate that people that we consider the most perfect they also suffer with insecurities and we don't comprehend why like and, i might look at you and say priyanka why you're so beautiful and gorgeous like what is there to be insecure about yeah. and you know on the other hand you might just be like oh well i don't feel good about this like this outfit mm, it's not doing it for me whatever it's just such a thing that we don't see ourselves as other people do and there are two there are different kind of people also by the way that you know either they highlight you in a very negative light that these these things are wrong with your body and they're mm-hmm. toxic get rid of them if you have somebody like that please get rid of them they are not worth it block them um, mute them cut off do whatever you need off, to cut off literally you will thrive let me tell you your skin will glow you'll start feeling a lot better your hair falls going to stop yeah. everything is going to come into place you're going to eat healthy everything's going to happen you're going to flourish yeah i i remember that i was talking what to one of these guys and he told me priyanka you know right bodies don't look men know that bodies don't look on women the way it does in magazines you know right in real life bodies are ugly they are not as pretty as they show in magazines bodies are ugly it's love yeah, that they are ugly this body yeah. beautiful yeah Yeah. I mean, ugly is in the sense that it's it's, it's messy, it's weird, it's like full of patches. And I love stretch marks, by the way. I find them extremely exotic. I feel stretch marks are like tiger stripes. They are so beautiful. I love stretch marks. Um, yeah. yeah. I just found like I don't know why. I and I just one every time I think negative about my body, I started loving my body after watching Grey's Anatomy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody has seen that show or not. that show is all about doctors and yeah. you know and i just felt like what if katherine johnson the woman who landed us on moon hated her body if she was busy hating her body did to did we have her in history exactly what if michelle obama or what if hermione and what if oprah what if my favorite women who i consider ideal what if ruth ginsburg if what if they hated their body do and they were busy hating themselves would i have them i wouldn't yeah absolutely because we get so engrossed in the exterior and to make it pleasing yeah. in some way 
to another person's standard and yeah standards are also created like they are propelled by social media i think after yeah. social media they have catalyzed and then there are no, a lot of countries that I have coming so yeah, there there it depends on how you use your platform how you perceive uh, exactly, it exactly yeah uh because look i also follow gorgeous women on the internet and i think and i look at them and i say wow exotic absolutely beautiful and charming yeah. and but you know there is just more intrinsic value to the person than their exterior some day they they you know like they say your body is a shell some day you're going to grow old and you're not going to be looking the way you were when you were younger Yeah. and that is so true right um like even women as they progress towards their 30s like i'm going to be 26 this august by the way so i am getting closer to 30 than i was in my 20s okay <laughs> so so when you know that happens like people are so ruthless some of them you know they are like oh you remember when you were 18 years old you look you looked so slim oh my god so harminder I can't tell you. I I was at a Diwali something party. I was I was someone's house and they saw a picture of me. Not even Diwali, recently March. Mm-hmm. And you, I told you like what happened with my family in December, November, December with dad and everything, right? Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. in my concern. That person saw an old picture of mine. She's like, look how pretty you were looking. You should frame this photo in your bedroom. Look at it every day. and take it as a motivation to work out she is someone who is in mid 40s she is someone who is 10 times like she's yeah, yeah. in me my body look body. these these comments i i don't want to be judgmental but they are coming from people who have clearly who are unhappy yeah. yeah they have neglected themselves i yeah. think they like i said they just project their own insecurities and they why carry yeah. she live through other people they are like uh, well um, if i was told that i am imperfect and if i wake up with insecurities then no woman has nobody in fact has the right to feel good about themselves i think that yeah. is so incredibly toxic and degrading and it's so morally skewed right like where is your moral compass and even if like listen even if you are confident you love yourself you're gorgeous or everything whatever uh, you might be like walking down victoria secret or something you still do not have the right to tell somebody that you don't look good uh there is a way of telling people that they need to work on themselves because i'm not going to sit here and say that being fat or being unhealthy is okay no yeah exactly because i know there are people who confuse anorexia and like certain eating disorders with being like healthy and uh, like body positivity somebody who's clearly going through an eating disorder and they just have like these body checks you know and people are telling them like oh don't hate don't tell them that they need to uh, see a therapist and they need to start eating and like you know implementing changes in their lives tell them they're they're beautiful tell them now and the same thing goes with like obese w- w- people you know like that put themselves out on the internet when you are clearly obese and you are at a risk of so many diseases for somebody to come up to you and tell you that oh no 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 
just body positivity uh cut no. off toxic people that's not how it's going to work i know i i know what i see in the mirror every day with the selfies and everything i know where is my chub i know everything but if i am not working on it if i am not actively changing my lifestyle there's a deeper reason than being lazy correct right 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 i i 10 days ago i started morning walks i don't know if i told you and i was i don't know it suddenly happened and i am going on morning walks like an hour i people are like if you want to lose weight run i'm like shut up like please <laughs> people are yeah. waking up to walk with me because i'm such a good company i love puppies on the road i love walking i love listening to music it is therapeutic because i don't with my busy schedule i don't get time to talk to my loved ones so i take i wake up at 6 i walk with them for an hour i listen to them i talk, talk to them about myself and when i and i have cut out automatically my body has cut out junk food mm-hmm. my skin is better like there are no pimples on my skin right now as you can see but yeah yeah and i am happier i am i wake up early i sleep by 10 so everything is just i have like no sugar in my diet right now no junk food no packet food no 2 minute noodles everything is home cooked and it happened like it just happened you know i yeah. read is a neurologist a neuroscientist who writes that once you start working out your body will automatically cut out on junk food because your body will need more nutrients to survive correct 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 yeah that's extremely true and yeah. uh, the thing with such subjects is like um it's always better for experts to give their opinions on yeah. what you should and should not be eating and the way you should yeah. be exercising and it's also very uh, important to understand that every body is different it means yeah. that every not there's no one single formula that will work for everybody like if yeah. you go up to somebody and say oh well i think you should just uh, cut out on junk food and your life is going to change intermittent fasting oh my yeah or uh, you you go on a vegan diet or take keto or uh, anything for that matter like the thing is like bodies react differently it's all about trial error it's experimentation but also with that you should consult professionals and experts who have treated several people over a period of years yeah. and they know what they're doing and they know what they are suggesting even those people change the way you work out or uh, the way what you eat every once in a while because they also know that your body is also evolving as you are making these changes right you start a new diet and uh, it's doing something for you but then like they're easy they they can tell that okay um i think now it's time for you to implement this change to yeah. get a more better result or like get healthier so first of all people should stop giving unwarranted opinions on the internet i just see so many entitled people coming in and say oh you would look better if you like lost a few kgs or maybe like why don't you try this diet i was like are you a dietitian or a nutritionist mm. do you have a doctor's degree or something like that like i am not quite sure and also i did not ask for your opinion so i don't know also, so many doctors are also like on the heavier side of weight right like it's not <laughs> a healthy thing i'm just saying yeah as yeah. long as you're working out as long as you're eating fine like your body i have i read it this book that your your you have your ancestors brain 
mm-hmm. with modern cravings so mm-hmm. your your brain is made to survive on minimalism because yeah. you used to eat right and now everything is at your disposal so as much as you control you thrive if mm-hmm. you control social media if you control your eating everything if you control you thrive and that to me if that explanation to me made so much sense it controlled yeah. the way i eat then somebody telling me priyanka don't eat a lot which i don't eat a lot i have a very minimal diet like i genuinely don't eat like people what claim to do but i just you know you know what my mom tells me on the other hand very contrary she tells me you eat less that is why you're fat you eat more <laughs> and she's like you know your your body like fills up with air because i am somebody who eats very slowly like i'll watch tv i'll talk yeah. and she's like there's no food entering your body at this point it's yeah. just air like that's starting to enter into your body so maybe if you concentrate yeah. on food and yeah. even have Moms twice the usually- amount <laughs> And a lot is messed up, but I have the time that they are right. Like you are eating, uh, you know, at you should eat at more intervals. Maybe that's what she meant. Yeah, or yeah, uh, perhaps. But again, my mom is not some uh, health professional, so I will not take her advice. But it is yeah. good to see that uh, you know you surround yourself hmm. with people that encourage you, even yeah. when you are making changes in your life. Changes yeah. should also. always like stem from within yeah. rather than uh people forcing them on you uh i i agree that sometimes intervention is important when you are at a certain stage of your life and people have to intervene because you are not realizing it yourself it's been way too long and you are heading exactly. towards a path which Imagine is not you're dating somebody you. very shitty you oh. can't see it yeah <laughs> you can't see it but your friends can yeah. so they yeah. will be- Well, we need to sit down and talk. See, that man is not right. Absolutely, somebody they need to feel they need to make you you see yourself in a good way, like in a positive mm-hmm. light. Even yeah. if there's something going wrong in your life, even if you are held heading towards an unhealthy diet or whatever, mm-hmm. there is a way of conveying letting things. yeah conveying it and letting people know that okay. I think this is the change you you need because yeah. if you don't, these are going to be the repercussions. But there are some people who will like be blatant about it. Hey, lose weight. Hey, gain weight. I, it's if it it was it was as simple as maybe rotating a magic wand, then why the hell not? Like my most of my problems would be solved. Um, Arminda, tell me for people listening to this who want to help somebody put across. that they need some lifestyle changes how would you like to be told if you, there is some changes how would you like to be conveyed to you and i will also share my idea i think uh, there are many ways because it depends on the equation that you have with somebody right when your parents say it it's different because they have a different approach when your friends say it it's different mm. they have a different approach relatives and also when your spouse or your significant other says it 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 has a different approach with that being said it also has a different impact like mm. when it is coming from your parents you usually like you know you usually uh know for a fact that they are coming from a good place they have good intentions so uh they have a different way of conveying it because they've practically raised you so that's different but uh, sometimes when it's coming from uh people that you don't know that 
that well enough or they haven't been with you for a very long time let's just say a significant other because so much of like your dating life is based on the way they see you uh, it has a lot to do with your physical appearance let's be honest about that yeah, yeah so attraction when, yeah it starts from infatuation at some point and yeah. uh, when they tell you like hey i think you need to do this you take offense you generally yeah. take offense no it's a and, safe space no it's that yeah. the safe space yeah absolutely but uh, the thing is you know don't i think what i can tell our listeners is don't be extremely blunt and confrontational it's not something that you're confronting it's something that you are trying to explain to someone so don't be so harsh with your words and don't mince your words to make it very concise and to the point you're not giving a business presentation you are letting somebody know that uh, this can harm them in the long run it's almost like you're confronting somebody who has an alcohol addiction yeah, or maybe a nicotine problem yeah. yeah you don't go up to somebody and say you're going to die if you continue yeah. this right yeah, you don't yeah. uh, you just like gradually slip into the topic like hey see these are the effects and uh, although you know you tell them about what they are good at and you can you always need to tell them that it's never too late like they can yeah, always wow. turn amazing. their life around amazing 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 because some people think that there is no turning point mm. you know i have reached to a certain point mm. in my life and i can never mm. go back and this is how it's yeah. always going to be and this yeah. is the problem you need to tell them look it's never too late you know you dream to do something to achieve something to look a certain way you can do it it will yeah. take a lot of time you also need to tell them that this is a process it's going to be a journey don't expect to go on a crash diet and don't expect to join the gym and suddenly have a dream oh body. my god there is this quote i read that if let's say you have a you have a pet and that pet is getting overweight what you will do you cut out on the food you will make him walk more why not do that to yourself too why you tried stupid diets not i'm not saying i'm not calling out nutrition is stupid but guys yeah nutritionist this this is the fact right when you go to nutritionists and dietitians or doctors that are qualified medical professionals they will never prescribe a crash diet yeah they will say gradually do it and mm-hmm. that is when they say gradually do it you are also supposed to take a hint and realize it's a gradual process and the person conveying this to you also needs to tell the other person look it's a gradual process it's going to happen every single day and you need to let them know that you're here for them you know yeah. whatever because as your body is changing it will mm-hmm. impact your mind too yeah you feel better and yeah you feel better sometimes you even feel, feel more confident yeah absolutely but sometimes when things are not working out and you're like oh i've been you're not seeing the changes the, yeah yeah i'm not seeing changes i'm in the i'm in the gym every single day of like two months now i'm not seeing any change you need to encourage them constantly and say look it's going to happen like the weight gain was also it did not happen overnight so the weight loss or the weight gain whatever you're aiming at it's also not going to happen overnight fitness mm. is a perpetual thing it is a lifelong thing even mm. for that matter and i know of certain people who 
get to a point where they they are pleased with their bodies they're like oh i now have six pack abs or something like that you know something crazy yeah. they achieved their goal they stop they're like i achieved yeah. it right i have the potential yeah. to achieve it so i can do it at any point mm-hmm. in time and then they let very loose true, and, very true. Yeah. and they let go off of it completely so you need to constantly motivate them and say it's more about your health it's a holistic approach like start looking at health and fitness as something holistic rather than something that is more centered around the exterior mm. the exterior is going to fade off evolve yeah it's going to like we are all going to grow old and saggy and everything's going to happen okay so we are all going to yeah. be wrinkly and uh, everything like yeah uh, we are looking like saggy potatoes yeah after a certain time. so don't yeah. we expect don't expect that you know you're always going to be like this youthful and young your skin's going to be tight everything's going to happen and you can always control it you can stop the process uh, you can contribute to a longer life a more blissful life disease free life if you just take the right steps at the right time and that is what you need to tell people yeah i just want to tell somebody as i am someone who is right now working on myself and oh man is it hard it's so hard i've tried losing weight all my life and i give up at after a certain point because i started off on a wrong note mm-hmm. i started off on a note of looking different i started off on a note of feeling different now i feel like every my body needs i now i know so much science of it that why actors are fitter than we are because they we work out one hour a day they work out 23 hours a day they keep moving all the yeah. time they don't have, they have access out. they have access to better facilities better professionals i don't think so arminder even if if i just because i read it in a book by rutija divikar she's one of the finest yeah, yeah. nutritionists i've heard of yeah I, there is a book called uh, sitting is a new smoking like the book is for something i forgot but the tagline is sitting is the is the new smoking so mm-hmm. because we sit so much like she says why actors are so fit is it is because they keep moving throughout the day their job is on their feet right right for a day it mm-hmm. is not going to have impact compared to what we do 23 hours a day correct that's very so, true right so you sit on your chair for 23 hours a day and then you expect one hour workout to change your life it won't happen i feel personally attacked right now because after the lockdown this is so me i think like one hour of exercise is going to make the difference but, yeah, but i'm uh, not saying it won't yeah. but we are we, we need to stop comparing ourselves to people who have a very different lifestyle like why doctors yeah. i have been to as many hospitals as one can be to all mm-hmm. doctors have such heavy bodies like but they're on their feet all the time like younger doctors the the residents are running around their sports shoes if you notice sometimes doctors wear sports shoes girl i come from litigation <laughs> i <laughs> running the value courts, of right yeah the way i have run to courts and between different courts between two cases like i remember this one time uh there was a senior counsel i would not name who but he was the embodiment of the devil himself 
and yeah. he just wanted like it was just like you know way too intricate okay and there was a matter at sessions court which was listed at 245 me and oh, my colleague are just struggling to prepare his last moment request like the documents that he had uh, he had asked for he uh, mentioned that there were some documents that he required at 2 pm and the the court is like the session court was 15 minutes away from my office if i decided to you know walk wow. then it could maybe even be 20 minutes oh well i remember just running all the way to session court and practically being out of breath but you know uh, once the lockdown happened i realized that between all of these things while like running around uh, uh going to different courts there was a perfect balance of mental and physical uh, mm. uh you know uh areas being utilized like you're using your brain you're drafting you're researching and you're conversing everything is happening but you're also running around at the same time to different courts and you are running around with heavy briefs and uh, weight lifting what even like you do you even need a gym at that point of time you're walking up staircases because mm. there the 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 queue for the lift is so long that you would just run up the stairs because there's a matter being like listed in the next 5 minutes so all of that was happening and uh, let me just quickly say that after the lockdown happened i was at peace because i thought i got myself a vacation like a well earned vacation but my body was at such a good place it was at such a good place because i realized the effects of eating healthy eating on time waking up early having physical and mental exercise both throughout the day uh, although it was stressful but whatever uh it was at a very good shape but as the lockdown kept progressing things started to change in my body once again and yeah. it started like i uh, said at the beginning of the podcast it started to affect my mental health once again and that is when i saw a pattern the pot, the pattern that is between the body body and the mind you know uh, there's a lot in common more than we think there is <laughs> and uh, you're right it's very difficult to stay active during the lockdown but there there are ways that this this can be avoided like sitting for very long hours when i switched from litigation to corporate corporate meant that i would sit on my laptop my pc my phone constantly my eyes were glued to the screen for most of the time of the day more than 12 hours i would say easily easily yeah and it impacted my body it did and it still does like now that is something i'm working on so you see it's a journey you don't know where life takes you and what kind of circumstances uh you know you're confronted with yeah it'll change it'll change the way you live your life and it would also change the way your workout yeah so Yeah, I was just saying that know the know science. Neuroscience is so much fun. Learn it, know it. Like I can go on about evolution on and on and on. And trust me, two chapters on evolution will convince you everything is just because we are the only species that can believe in fiction. No animal can believe in fiction, but we can. 
that is where all this mess up starts yeah so kind of humble down a bit like whatever you are shape you are in it's not changing the world it's just you thinking so much nobody nothing in the world is changing if you're a fat but if you yeah. trust me if you find out covid variant if like covid vaccine variant people won't give two flying about the two flying f's about your body people yeah, only care right. about your body until you care about your body too much absolutely you don't I care think- what elon musk body looks like he's sending you to space <laughs> that's also because he's a man but whatever yeah i get it uh, that's absolutely true right when there's yeah. there's so much of hap- uh, so many things happening in the world and when your yeah. focus is this that is when yeah. you need to evaluate your priorities. yeah like maybe it's a bit narcissist to me we were on borderline a little narcissistic like, over there aren't we <laughs> and uh, just i want to like wrap up now because we've been rambling yeah. on like, it's too long now like, i don't want this conversation to end we'll continue on the podcast also but sure. i just want to tell you if you're as someone who's 22 and somebody who has been fighting battles since she was 12 10 years of this on and off relationship if someone loves you with your clothes on they know what you look like with your clothes off there's not much difference so do not shy away don't don't feel like your partner will leave you if you are looking the way you do yeah trust Absolutely. me we attract humans attract each other because our brain finds the most perfect person to reproduce with and then we feel attracted to them that's how attraction works it's science okay mm-hmm. beyond a point everything you will stay with a person not because of their body you will stay with a person because how they make you feel absolutely that's yeah. that's the right point and i and, think that's a wonderful yeah. way to even like wrap up you know on this note yeah that so your career me and armindra thriving so please i have never been asked questions on i have never been told why do you look like this my brain is at work not my body my brain Absolutely. does perfectly fine and my friends love me the way i am there are clothes available if they are not i make them i stitch them i'm i'm not even that big by size so i am not entitled to those opinions i don't know what it feels like if you don't have clothes of your size but yes i do feel like when i do not have clothes that i want to wear Hmm. so yes there is a change needed if you are so desperate about it maybe may start a clothing line people have been doing it but now is the time to stop cribbing about your body and start doing things that you can change and accept things that you can't right absolutely yeah. that's that's so so true um yeah it all stems from the mind and then it reflects uh and yeah. one person one initiative can make yeah. a difference yeah. regardless of whatever you feel about yeah. oh my god i mean this is literally the longest podcast i've had and still feel like we just started talking right now and we yeah. will keep talking after this podcast too but i guess now i think i should take the cue of the clock and wrap it up we have a part 2 maybe sure definitely this that's comes out Yeah that's I think we can talk about other issues like relationships yeah. and even our career for that matter because yeah, yeah, yeah. this is a podcast where we have established that we are more than our bodies and we are more than what we look like and everybody right? feels like it trust me people look at mirror and they are like okay I can change this I can change that but yeah. 
you got you like you have no one else but your body so kind of learn to deal make peace with it whoever whatever you look like absolutely otherwise you will never be satisfied no matter yeah. how many changes yeah. how many surgeries no matter what you do you'll never yeah. be satisfied it always yeah. comes from within it's within yeah okay thank you varminder last words to the audience anything i'm sure i'll get you on board again but still uh last words well um, i think we already had a lot to speak and there were yeah. a lot of takeaways from this so i think if i were to even conclude it would be reiterating whatever we have discussed yeah. in the past like this podcast has been mm. maybe 2 hours long now um but uh, uh i would say that you know this is a great way to communicate to a large number of audiences and make them feel accepted and let them know yeah. that uh if you're feeling a certain way it's not just you it's everybody like there's somebody out there who's just feeling the exact same way as you do mm. the way we perceive the way we react and the way we implement changes in our lives are it's always going to be different than the others so you know just i think i need to tell this to myself too but stop taking life so seriously uh, it's true that you know um while there are certain things there mu- that must always be evaluated your actions must be accounted for your body on the other hand is just something that you should not be overly critical of it's good to implement changes and it's good to stay healthy and do things that you like but it's never okay to you know look at yourself in a very toxic light and put yourself down just especially do not place so much of weightage and importance on other people's opinions about yourself mm. they don't know you like the way you know yourself mm. you go to sleep with yourself and your body every single night you should just be like grateful for waking up healthy every morning so i think that's going to be my concluding note and thank you so much priyanka for giving me this opportunity to be here yeah. and like talk my heart out yeah. about body positivity and body image yeah i would just like to say one thing uh, victoria secret might have a body weight criteria but trust me nobel prize doesn't forbes doesn't oscar doesn't any good things in life that your cerebral abilities matter way 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 more than any physical ability trust me today i think today in to- tokyo olympics there is a woman lifting and she wants yeah medal right absolutely and so proud by the way so proud so proud and she's indian and i don't think she fits standards of any like her body is oh my god it's bomb but yeah i am yeah. so glad she didn't listen to anybody when somebody told her you are very manly because we wouldn't have that silver medal today if someone did if she took it too seriously that's that's a and you have someone's point. dream body like arminder has my dream body i'm going to tell it right away <laughs> So uh, yeah. <laughs> thank you I'm honestly flattered now uh I mean honestly we are all bettering ourselves every single yeah, day Yeah man it's exhausting <laughs> It is exhausting it's a process yeah. like I said it's a process, all the time yeah. it's a te- process but yeah I think consistency is the key and yeah. always just keep going and keep doing whatever you want to do 
Yeah. And last thing, girls support each other. Please. It, I mean, we already have a hard time from men around us. I mean, I'm not saying anything against men, but we have, we put ourselves so much for them, but support each other, hype each other up, like stand each other, just say good things about each other because a girl complimenting a girl means so much more than a guy complimenting a girl, you know? Absolutely. In today's day and time and like, yeah. Um, people can stop being so entitled and think like women yeah. look a certain way for them. It's not the case, honey, not anymore. Um, and girls empowering girls, definitely. We need them, you know, not like putting them against each other. That's yeah. definitely so, so true. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for everyone who like listened to the end. I mean, I don't know how long is this going has gone for and if how much of this might get, you know, edited for all right reasons. But we're going to definitely have our report again. Maybe we'll do an Instagram live or whatever. We're just going to talk because we love talking. We are lawyers and yeah, we are women yep. who need, need to voice ourselves. So absolutely. Yeah. We're going to do that. Thank you for listening. I hope you are okay. I hope you are well. I hope this week, this day, this year goes so good for you. And you're taking care of yourself and drinking enough water. And take care. We'll meet soon. Thank you so much. And thank you, Arminder, once again for everything. Thank you. Thank you to you too, Priyanka, for listening to me so patiently and having such a wonderful, enlightening conversation. And it is absolutely brilliant to have conversations with powerful, strong women like you. Thank you, Arminder. Bye, guys. Bye-bye.